大家平安。Peace to everyone。下午我们呢继续学习早上的题目，求你为我造清洁的心。So this afternoon we're going to continue our study from our morning topic, and that is create in me a clean heart. 请看诗篇五十一篇。Let's all open up the book of Psalm 51. 第十节。Verse 10. Psalm 51, verse 10. Verse 10. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. So this is the prayer of King David. As a king, David he possessed everything. But he had nothing. But there's one thing that he lacked. We often have things that we don't know, but we think we have. And very often we lack something that we don't know. David has money, has power, has enjoyment. And David he enjoys great wealth and status. But he lacks something. But there's one thing that he lacks. He lacks a clean heart. And King David he lacks a clean heart. You don't look at this clean heart. So don't belittle this clean heart. A person, even though he has all the wealth, a person he may own the entire world. But if he lacks a clean heart, he has nothing. But however, if he lacks a clean heart, he has nothing. In fact, he has nothing. Because he will go down the path of sin. Just like King David, he has committed such a grave sin. He was once a very good man. In fact, King David he started off being a good person, but because of his weakness and he lose heart of his spirituality. And in his comfort and complacency, he draw distance from God. He thought that everything is well within his kingdom. So therefore, when you are most complacent and Enjoy great comfort. This is your spiritual life. And that is the most critical point of your spiritual life. A woman in the house was sitting there waiting for you to see her. And it so happened that a lady is taking out a bath. Then she saw you. 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 Then she So now, King David is he lacking of any women? His house, many, many female. And in his harem, there are so many queens and concubines. If he wants, he can add more. And as long as he is willing and desire, he can always add more women. But then, why is it that he is just going after some man's wife? Because he has no clean heart. Because King David, he does not have a clean heart within him. Why? 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 And why is it that he did not confess his sins once he has committed it, and he still hide his sins? And he even took one step further to murder the man of the of this wife. Because he does not have a clean heart. And when he came back to himself, then King David realized that what I'm lacking and what I don't have is a clean heart. So today, this is what we are lacking. We don't have a clean heart. Maybe we're not like King David committing such a grave sin. 
But then we have become so far away from God. And our heart is not filled with the Spirit of God. It is filled with all the worldly desires. That is why our heart is filthy. So therefore, even if you were to own everything in this world, you don't have a clean heart, you don't have anything. So that is why over here in this psalm, King David requests God to create in him a clean heart. And it is not easy for him to get a clean heart. And it is hard for us human beings to realize what we are lacking. So for example, if I were to give you a piece of paper, you write on it, what are you lacking? You won't have anything to write. So if you were to ask yourself, what am I falling short of before God, can you write it out? Initially, King David, he couldn't write anything. But now he's able to write out his sin. Why is that so? Because God is rebuking David. So let's turn back to Psalm 51. Psalm 51. Psalm 51, verse 4, verse 4, Against you, you only have I sinned, and done this evil in your sight, that you may be found just when you speak, and blameless when you judge. So over here, King David realized that he has sinned before God only. Of course, he has also transgressed against other people. At least he has transgressed against Uriah because he used someone else to put a knife on him. But yet he knew that deep down inside he has sinned against God. Very often we thought that we just transgress against people. So if I put down the knife on this person, I'm just killing this person. And if I'm rebuking this person, I'm just transgressing against him. But that is not so. Remember, when you're transgressing any person, you're also transgressing against God. Because remember, this human being is created by God. He is similar just like you. He also bears the image of God. Especially for brothers and sisters within the church. You are a child of God. Likewise, they are also children of God. So King David realized that he has sinned against God. So over here it says that you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. So over here it talks about the judgment of God. So very often, God needs to rebuke us and chastise us so that we can wake up. And we realize that if you were to appear, appear in a court case, you realize that you must be cautious with your speech. And if your attitude is not good, your judge will reprimand you. Same thing in the office. If your conduct is not well, your boss will also pull you aside and scold you. 
做的不好，没交功课，老师会骂死你啊。And and so there's a Chinese saying that goes that someone just owe a debt of scoldings. Of course, if you display good performance, you won't receive any scoldings. But if your conduct is lacking, then you're inviting all this rebuke. So look at King David, such a grave sin that he has committed. How can he not be reprimanded by God? 为了要了解自己缺什么，有时候我们就是要被骂，这时候被责备。So that is why sometimes in order to realize what we are lacking, we can only be chastised.哎，我们的西方教育啊，都强调，哎呀，不要骂人，鼓励，爱。And in the Western education, as we all know, we don't want to chastise or put down any child's self-esteem. We want to encourage them.有时候父母都不敢骂儿女啊。And sometimes even the parents, they don't even dare to scold their children.不要不要说打了，连骂都不敢了，怕儿女不高兴啊。And don't even talk about hitting them, but even just scolding them, they're afraid that their kids will not be happy.但是有时候你不骂一下，不醒过来啊。but sometimes realize this, if you don't scold them, they may not wake up. So over here, how does God rebuke us in order to wake us up? And then we can see how there's at least four areas where God can make us wake up. And first, God rebuke us through the workers of God. So remember, the workers of God, their messengers, they are not sent to make you feel good. Doesn't matter whether it is sermon from the pulpit or even counseling in private. And God's worker must speak the truth, and sometimes the words can be very stern. There is a certain church about 40 some 50 years ago. And this church um, sacred work was expanding rapidly. Why is that so? Because there are two very, very faithful deacons. And these two deacons, they have different um, gifts and talents and also different styles. One is very gentle. And full of compassion and love, and very good at encouraging others, and everyone just love him. And because they can receive counseling from him, they can receive comfort from him. And another deacon, his style is totally the opposite. He's very stern. And when he is speaking the sermon, it's like he's carrying a flaming sword. He's just like what is written in the Bible. He's like an angel carrying a flaming sword, ready to strike you down. And then when he catches someone sleeping, 
When he catch someone sleeping during the sermon, he will tell the person, "Wake up and stand up." So how can you be late for the church? Can you be late for your work? How can you be late for church service? And then if you're just being so um laid laid back, how can you sing and pray? And he really go all out scolding everyone. Everyone is so afraid of him. But then yet, it's also effective. Because you're afraid of being scolded, so you want to put up a good friend. So that's why when you look at these two deacons, they actually balance out each other. But today, nowadays, you find that there are less people taking up this role of scolding. Because no one likes to be scolded. But yet, you are not putting up a good performance. And then you're also um, feeling very fragile. And then so if the workers of God were to rebuke you and you're not happy at all, so is that right? So remember, if God wants to rebuke us, it is through His workers. So when the workers of God is actually pointing out your transgressions, you have to reflect yourself. And so why is it that this person is scolding from the pulpit? So if you think that this actually reflects your own problem and issue, you have to examine yourself and repent. And then next, how can God rebuke us? And it's through the words of God. And in those days, God spoke to David through the prophet. But today we have the Holy Bible in front of us. The words of God are all written here. So if you were to put your conduct and put it right beside the Holy Bible, and through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, then you will really feel ashamed. If you really are studying the Bible, and if when you study the Bible, you also actually pray along with the Bible. Then the Holy Spirit is just like a sword. He will cut right through your conscience. And are you really, really paying heed to the sacred work? And when God has given you so much love, have you any chance to repay Him back? And are you having this kind of attitude towards the sacred work? And also, are you holy in your daily living? So the more you read the Bible every day, the more you study the words of God, the Holy Spirit is like a sword cutting you up. So if a person is always rebuked by the words of God, then he will change himself. Then in front of the judgment seat before God in the future, he will not be chastised. But now, if you feel that you are so Good. I am so good. I am so perfect. I have no room for rebuke. Then remember, in future, in front of the judgment seat, you are going to face a severe judgment. 
Because remember, the one that God desired to save is the one that He will chastise. And if God does not want to save David, He will not send the prophet to go and rebuke him. So perhaps over here, God is giving him a final opportunity. And remember today, perhaps the opportunity given to you by God is the ultimate final one. If you still refuse to change your ways, then God will just give you up. And so we'll repeat it once again. If you refuse to change and you're so hard-hearted, God will give you up. And so the ones that God has given up, it is very, very scary. Because whatever he do in his way, everything will be going down the wrong path. Because God does not want to chastise him anymore. And then it will come to the final judgment day that everything is too late. And also over here we see King David, he does take in and take heed to the prophet's warning. So today in the same way, are you listening to the rebuke of God? Let's turn back to Psalm 51, verse 5. Psalm 51, verse 5. Verse 5. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. And over here, the Holy Spirit inspired King David to write down this harsh reality. So King David realized that everyone, when they are brought forth into this world, they are born into iniquity. So when did David sin? So King David did not sin upon committing adultery. So when King David looked back upon his own life, when does his life begin? And, and his life begins upon the conception of his mother in the womb. So that is why you cannot go through abortion. Because when the fetus is in the womb of the mother, the life has already been conceived. That's already, already the spirit. If there is no spirit, how can there be sin? So that is why Christians cannot go for abortion. You cannot say that, oh, I don't like this child, this baby, I refuse to give birth, therefore I want to abort it. And you cannot say that this child is going to be born with some kind of handicap, therefore I want to abort it. Because life is given by God, it is in the hands of God. When, when does life begin and when does life end? All this is within the hands of God. So that is why, why did King David say that in sin my mother conceived me? And the Holy Spirit has touched David to write this. Because right in the beginning, when Adam and Eve had sinned, and that is how sin has entered into the world. 
the whole day sung to like that as long as you are the descendants of Adam and when your mother conceived you in her womb you already carried sin maybe you think that this is out of the world you are not even born yet you haven't even walked yet how can you even carry sin so in fact this kind of sin is not the sin that you have committed yourself but rather it's because you are born as a descendant of Adam into this world. Let's all turn to the book of Romans. Romans 12. Romans 5, verse 12. Romans 5, verse 12. Verse 12. Therefore, just as through one man's sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because all sinned. So over here it says that through one man, sin has entered into the world. So how do you know that it did not just affect Adam, but affect the entire world? Because not just Adam died, but his sons, all the descendants, they all become old and they all ended up in death. Because the wages of sin is death. That is why it is so true when King David wrote that in sin his mother has conceived him. So that is why Psalm 51 verse 5 is a very important verse. And at that time, King David, he still had no clue about the salvation plan of Jesus Christ. But yet Paul, he has written it very clearly. So when you combine the two together, everyone has sinned and everyone needs Jesus Christ. And even the baby that is conceived, the fetus in the womb, is also a sinner. He already carries spirit. And yet when this baby is born, he does not know anything. But yet this baby is also a sinner because he is also facing death. And this is a sin that comes down from Adam. And some people um, put this, uh, define this as original sin. And in fact, original sin, this word is not from the Bible. But this concept is clear. And that is to say, this original sin comes down from Adam. So why so, so that is why, according to the teachings of the Bible, through Jesus' church, we conduct water baptism for babies and infants. Because upon their birth, babies, they are also sinners. So if you do not baptize them, 
and maybe one day they were met with an accident and died. So how can they enter into kingdom of heaven? Because they are also sinners. Don't think that the babies are so cute. They are also sinners. Of course, you did not need to approach any mothers um, telling them that their babies are sinners, but in fact, that is so true. But other than babies, all of us carry this original sin. We all carry this nature of a sinner. And that is to say, we have a tendency to Let's all turn back to Book of Romans, Chapter 5, Verse 12. Let's read it again. Let's all read it out loud together. So we may, we may tend to doze off after lunch, so let's read it out loud. And so over here it says that all men have sinned. So look at children, they are so adorable. So when are they most adorable? The time when they cannot speak, that is the most adorable. Why? Because once they start to speak, the first word that they say is no. No. You ask them to eat? No. You ask them to listen? No. And in the old days, you look at rebellious kids, they start at 11 and 12 years old, but now at age 2 and 3, they are already showing their rebellious nature. Why is it that they're so rebellious? So if you put it in a good way, you can say that they have very strong persona, but if you put it in a bad way, in fact, they are rebellious. So think about it. Do you need to train your kids to tell lies? Of course not. Because when they, once they learn to speak, they will tell you lies. And then, like it, and even though they may have break something, they will turn the blame to the younger brother because the younger brother cannot speak. You have not even taught your child not to lie and the advantage and disadvantages of lying. They naturally know how to lie. You don't even need to teach your child how to give a punch with the fist. You don't even need to teach your child how to bully other people. And you also do not need to teach your child never to confess that they are wrong. You also do not need to teach them how to put all the blame on other people. All this evil and sinful nature you do not need to teach them and so you do not need to teach them to be lazy it seems that in their brain it's already programmed once they get out of the factory 
So that is why it is so clear in the Bible here it says, In sin, my mother conceived me. 再加上现在的孩子很聪明,观察父母在讲什么,他都学。and also, children nowadays, they are very, very smart. They will know how to observe all the parents, and then they will learn. That is to say, they will model all the bad examples that their parents display. And all the good um, all the good parts of the parents, they learn, they don't even learn it for hundred times. And all the bad moods that the parents display, whether it is quarreling or rebuking, they will learn it right away. So don't even look at the children. Within us, it's still hidden and abundant sin. So yes, even though today we have went through baptism, all our sins of the past and our original sin have been cleansed and washed away. But yet our sinful nature is still steeped within us. Because this sinful nature is the flesh that we carry. And it's this brain that we carry. And also this sinful world that we're living in. So fundamentally speaking, we're just oppressing our sinful nature. It is always there, it has never gone away. That is to say, if your spiritual cultivation is not strong enough to oppress your sinful nature, it will still come out. So that is the old self. Remember, all of us carry our old selves. This old self can come out any time. And just like King David, this is his area of weakness. That is his fleshly desires. So once you do not pray enough, once you do not cultivate yourself enough, you do not oppress down your sinful nature, it will erupt. So that is why we need to know ourselves. So which area is my weakest point? Where is my old self? Is it my fleshly desire? Is it the desires of the eyes? Or is it the vanities of this life? That I crave the compliments of others and the confirmation of others? Or is it because I'm so short in temper? Or is it because I cannot constrain my mouth? So every day we need to target our old self. Instead, to the point that we need chastisement. If God is still willing to chastise us, if church brothers and sisters are willing to rebuke you and to wake you up, then we must be very thankful to that person. And we must thank them indeed. If we are really weak, how can we receive the forgiveness of God? Let's all turn to 1 John. 1 John chapter 1, verse 8. 1 John 1, verse 8. Verse 8, if we say that we have no sin, we, re- we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. 
Verse 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So in fact, let us realize that God is waiting for us to confess our sins. So today, if you are a parent sitting here, you will also have this same um, idea. That when your child has gone astray, 让你很伤痛, and has brought great sadness to your heart. But yet within your heart, you are actually waiting for your child to come and confess and say sorry, then I will forgive right away. Because it's very sad to be to carry anger. In fact, you're already waiting and waiting, hoping that the child will say sorry, then you will just be forgiving. But what is the reality? Most children, after they have committed um, any wrongdoings, they will become very hard-hearted. They refuse to say sorry and they still turn around and blame the parents. Then, then of course the parents will become even more upset. You're already wrong and you still refuse to confess. This is describing ourselves. In fact, the most important point is not the wrongdoing itself. The worst is the issue of not saying sorry and confessing your wrongdoing. Because if you deny yourself that you have no wrong, then you are actually lying and deceiving before God. Then the truth is not in you. That is to say, when a person has committed sin, the truth has departed from this person. The heart is not clean anymore. So let us look at verse 9. Let's read it out loud. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So God is waiting for us to confess ourselves, just like King David, that I have sinned against God. Let's turn back to Psalm 51, verse 6. This is also a very precious verse. Here it says that, in fact, we can prevent sin from happening. But even though, yes, you may be weak at one point, but it is actually avoidable. Let's look at verse 6. Read it together. Behold, you so isn't this such a precious truth? What does God desire? God desire truth in the deepest and the most inward part of ourselves. God does not want you to have the last of money in your heart. And God does not want you to have all this last and sinful desires in your heart. God also does not want you to have any worthless anxieties and worries in your heart. 
desire. 神希望、渴望真理是在我们最里面的部分。So understand this: God desire truth in your most inward part. 你在最心里面最底的部分放放什么？ So, what is the most hidden part in the deeper spot of yourself? What do you put in there? 就好像洋葱一样嘛，很多层皮嘛，一直剥，一直剥，一直剥，里面是什么 ？Just like an onion, it has so many layers of skin. Once you remove all these layers, what is in the most in the core? 我们人最外面的是什么 ？So, what is the most external part of ourselves? 就是你的衣服啊。Of course, it is your your outer garment. 你穿什么其实不是很重要。It is really not important what you carry、um, outside. 来教会清洁整齐敬虔的衣服就可以了。As long as you bring yourself, you are groomed well, and you come with a clean attitude, that is good enough for church service. 你是不是名牌？贵不贵？根本不重要。It's not important whether it carries a brand or a steep high price tag. 这个衣服拿走了。So once you、um, remove the outer garment, 还剩什么？ What is left inside? It's just this outer layer of skin. A lot of people put a lot of investment in their skin. They will buy all kinds of moisturizers and cream for their skin. In order for their skin to glow. And so even though you may Put in a lot of effort on your skin, it will still one day become wrinkled. 不要只看重这一层皮。So that is to say, don't put too much attention on this outer layer. 不要只看重自己的外貌，好不好看 ？Don't just put too much um um attention to your outward appearance. 这个都是肉体而已。Because all this are just flesh. 都会过去啊。It will one day pass away. 再把这一层皮拿走。So once you remove this outer layer of skin, 这是肉这个肉体了。Then it is just this body that you carry. 里面藏了什么 ？What is inside this body? 这是你的思想。It is in your mind. 你的思想在想什么 ？What are your thoughts? 哦，你整天的情绪怎么在跑 ？And what are you thinking every day? How is your mood affecting you? 你的脾气。And your temperament. 啊，别人可能看不见。People may not. But if your temperament rises high, people can see you with your loud voices. 那什么影响你的情绪 ？So what is it that that will affect your mood? 什么主导你的思想 ？And what is it that will affect your train of thought? 这是最里面的部分，这是你的灵魂呢。And it is your most inner core and your inner spirit. 这是你完全看不到的，你 CT scan 也照不到的。And this is something that you cannot see it. Even the CT scan cannot even detect. CT scan, X-ray, 连思想都照不到。And the CT scan and the most powerful X-ray can never trace after your thoughts. 但是比思想、情绪再深入层的，就是你的灵魂。But what goes even deeper down on the inside, way down beyond your thoughts, it is your spirit and soul. What is the condition of your spirit and soul? Is there truth in your inward part? If there is truth within your spirit and your soul, and then if you were to wrap your inner core with the truth, You can actually control your thoughts. Because why? The truth will control your thoughts. Bad thoughts will come out. The truth will control them. The truth will control your thoughts. Bad thoughts will come out. The truth will control your thoughts. Bad thoughts will come out. The truth will control your thoughts. Bad thoughts will come out. The truth will control your thoughts. Bad thoughts will come out. The truth will control your thoughts. Bad tho
all the negative thoughts that were to surface, the truth will suppress it down. 好，那你可以控制思想，你就可以控制你的情绪。So that is why, if you can control your train of thought, then you can also control your temper. 好，当你可以控制情绪的时候，你就可以控制你的肉体啊。So if you can control your temper, then the next step is that you can control your conduct. 你不是被你的肉体的需要而带着来跑的。So you are no longer being misled by your bodily desire. Even though your body is lasting after all the sinful desires, but your spirit is telling you no. So what is most important is what are you putting into your most inner core? And that is why, in the most inner core of David's being, when he was tempted, there is no truth. In his poverty, there is truth. And when he is poor in poverty, there is truth in him. When he is running for his life, there is truth in him. But his life is full of comfort. But when his life is full of comfort, then the inner core is no longer carrying truth anymore. So, so the problem is just to find the truth. So that is why it's only a matter of time that he fall into sin. If this time it didn't happen, it will also happen the next time. So, brothers and sisters, your inner core, the most deepest part of your inner core, so therefore, dear brothers and sisters, what are you putting inside the most inner core of your being? Sometimes, even on the pulpit, we can speak the sermon till the last drop. But you are responsible for putting whatever that is inside your inner core. 我不能帮你装啊。I cannot put anything into your inner core of your being. 我不能帮你抓来说，还有你的 hard drive 给我，帮你 reformat 啊 ，reset 重灌，灌进去神的话语，我没有办法帮你啊。I cannot help you. I cannot tell you, hey, come over here, give me your hard drive. I will reprogram it so that you can have the truth inside you. That is your responsibility. I think so. Now, the technology is a bit scary. Now, nowadays, the technology is going so advanced. It's actually kind of scary. This nanotechnology, so to speak, it can actually detect down into your deepest nerve and can control you. It's actually kind of scary. I think so. Now, your brain can control your body. And that is to say, in the future, um, you can use your heart, the pulses, to even light up a switch. That is to say, you are giving up your brain to all this scientific technology. In fact, nowadays, we have already given most of ourselves into technology. If you still don't control yourself, if you don't keep the most precious part of yourself, the most inner core, and give it to God, so how can you guard yourself against sin? So in fact, sin is avoidable. Because God, He desired truth in the inward part. This Chinese translation says, "Honesty is the most important part of the truth." God wants us to have truth in the inward part. The Chinese translation says, "Honesty," but in fact, it is the truth according to the English translation. Then the next sentence says, "You are in my inner circle, and you will know wisdom." 
And the second part says that in a hidden part of myself, you will make me know wisdom. Where's my hidden part? It is my spirit. The invisible part that no one can see. But yet, this is the most integral and central part of yourself that will actually map out your entire life. Who do you give this invisible part of yourself to? Who has the key to the inward part of you? If you give this key to the devil, oh, the devil will be so joyous. So who is influencing me? Who do I allow to enter into the gates of my most inward part? So do not give this invisible part, this most hidden part to the devil. Do not let the devil affect you and your mood and your temperament. Do not let him avoid and attack your Mind. Do not let the devil control your desires and affect your ways. So give your most hidden inward part to God. And that is to say, the most center of yourself, the most hidden inward, deepest part of yourself to God. And to contain it with truth. To contain the words of God, then you will have truth. So, dear brothers and sisters, we are coming to the end of 2022. That's less than one month left. We have already entered into the first Sabbath of the month of December. And time has flown by so fast, it is going like a blink. It is so scary. And I've already seen someone, um, you know, thinking that they're getting so old so fast. That is to say, we are drawing even closer to face God one day because our days of life is shortening. So if you don't change yourself right now, when are you going to change? Unless you think that you're so perfect right now, you're ready to see God right away. I don't need to change. I'm already 100% perfect. So of course, if you're 100% perfect, congratulations to you. And very often, as workers of God, we are serving God with trembling and fear because we know we are so lacking. We can only pray and ask for God's forgiveness. But how does God show His mercy? Let's look at verse 7. Psalm 51, verse 7. Verse 7, Perch me with high sop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. This is a very precious verse. Here, David, he prayed for God to purge him with high sop, so that he can be washed entirely clean. Because even if you were to wash yourself, you wouldn't be that clean. If God were to wash you and purge you, then you will be ultimately clean. So that God can wash you, that you will become wider than snow. 
And right now we are right in the midst of a snowstorm, therefore we can definitely identify with this verse. Because look at the snow outside, it is so white. 你拿一张白纸出去啊，在那个雪旁边呢，你的白纸都变黄了。Even check this out. If you were to carry a piece of paper, put it next to the snow, you'll find that the paper is actually a cream color. The snow is whiter than your paper. 因为没有东西可以比雪更更白。That is to say, nothing can be whiter than snow. 但是神接近你。But yet, if God were to wash you, 赦免你的罪。and to forgive you of your sins. Then you can become wider than snow. So to become wider than snow is not just on the day of your water baptism. Each time, whenever you have transgressed against God and you confess before God, then God will cleanse you and allow you to become wider than snow. And God will create a new beginning for you. But over here, why is it that this word hyssop show up? And what kind of a plant is it? So I um, researched into the hyssop. This is how it looks like. And so in the summertime, when you go about in the park and you see a, a kind of um, lavender-looking plant um, that looks like a brush, vertically speaking, that's high up for you.这个牛膝草呢，非常有用啊，可以用来泡茶，可以用来烤东西的时候当香料放进去。and so hyssop, um, it is a kind of, uh, it belongs to a kind of mint family. It's a kind of herb that um, you can put in your cooking. And in the old days, they believed that this plant carried antibacterial properties. And because in the old days, um, they don't have any cleansers, so they need to use all this natural product from nature. And is it true that it is antibacterial? And so we can see in the Old Testament, if you were to cleanse um, any deep cleansing, or for example, someone who has leprosy, then they will be asked to use hyssop. And so this is um, recorded in the book of Leviticus, and we will not turn to the page. And however, there's also uh, one very um, practical um, point of this hyssop. So we talk about how it looks like. And so the hyssop, it looks like a cleansing brush. So what can we use it for? And so it is not just um, used for um, any cleansing. It is actually associated with our salvation. Let's all turn to the book of Exodus 12. Exodus 12, verse 22. Exodus 12, verse 22. 
Here it says you take a bunch of hyssop, dip it in the blood in the basin, strike the lintel and two doorposts with the blood, and none of you will go out of the door of his house. So here it talks about the evening before Passover. What happened? And then we see that the angel of death is coming after the firstborn of the Egyptians. But yet God wants to save all the firstborn of the Hebrews. Everyone, every family of the Hebrews need to kill a Passover lamb. And then they need to put the blood of the Passover lamb on the doorpost. So that when the angel of death, when they see the lamb's blood on the doorpost, they will pass over. That's why it's called the Passover. So let us ask this question. How do you actually smear the lamb's blood on the doorpost? In the old days, they don't have a cleaning brush that you can buy from the store. So what do they use? So here it says they use a bunch of high salt. They use the high salt, dip it in the blood, the lamb's blood in the basin, then they use it to smear the doorpost. So that is how King David was inspired by the Holy Spirit to request God to purge him with high salt. Of course, this hyssop itself, it doesn't have the cleansing power. It needs to carry the lamb's blood on it. And this refers to the blood of the lamb, and that is Jesus Christ. So today, we have the lamb of Christ, uh, the blood of Christ, and that is carried on by the hyssop. So isn't it so precious? That is why we need to ask God to create in us a clean heart. So that once again, we can be cleansed. May our Lord Jesus Christ help us. That all of us can have a clean heart. Let's sing him. 441. Please be seated. So, so why is it that this hymn is chosen that I am resolved? Let's turn to Psalm 51, verse 10. So this is the verse that we have been learning the entire day. Let's read it together. So the second part of this verse is very important. And that is within me renew a steadfast spirit. And so in the um, English translation it says a steadfast spirit. A steadfast spirit is very important. We may be weak in the past. And we have been pained. We agonize over our sin and we turn around. But remember, there are still temptation lying ahead of you. And we will often repeat our same mistakes. But you can actually avoid it. 
You need to ask God to renew a steadfast spirit within you. What kind of spirit is this? Of course, we need the help of the Holy Spirit. But the question is, are you determined? If the Holy Spirit is helping you, but you are not resolved, then there is no use. And that is why David has fallen, because his heart, his spirit is not steadfast. His spirit has become weak. So when the Holy Spirit is helping you so that you can once again be steadfast. So that is why let us not just ask God to forgive us of our sins. What is more important, we need to ask God to change and transform our heart. So that God can create a new heart within us. So that within me, I will have a steadfast spirit and I will never depart from God. And that is why this hymn is chosen that I am resolved. So are you resolved and make the determination?